It's a can't-miss prospect in the vein of Google Glass, Burger King Satis Fries, Heinz Easy Squirt, the DeLorean, and San Diego Chargers quarterback Ryan Leaf. It's one part Jurassic Park, one part Centurions, one part Blue Lagoon, and it's all WatchBots! Hello, everyone. Welcome to WatchBots, the podcast about children's shows and the adults who love them. This is Ben, and I am joined by Shailen. Hello. Howdy. And by Dave. Hi. The panel is here. The tri-table is complete. It's a noteworthy day. It's... The night before, I officially become a Superman, getting oh, yeah. my second vaccine tomorrow. My goodness. You think you'll be all right? <laughs> I had to wipe out the calendar for the next three days. It's the great unknown here. I don't want to be a sickie. Get your shows queued up in Netflix and just, you know, just be prepared to lay in bed and watch TV all day. It's not, it's, you'll be all right. <laughs> I'm going to drag the, the old Xbox in, hook it all up. Right. <laughs> Live in large. Get that uh, Call of Duty Battle Pass chipped away at. You know, that's actually not a terrible idea. <laughs> now I have some, so. some post-recording plans. <laughs> I um, got my first shot last week and had a, about a, a day or so of aches and chills, but it was fine the next day. My arm was a little tender. And then a week after, so yesterday... I hit my shoulder on the wall as I was walking by and it was like, oh, that really hurt. I must have really whacked my shoulder and then it didn't go away. And I was like, oh, the pain from the shot is back. Now I have this rash on me and I, I don't I don't know what the second shot's going to bring, but I don't want it to come back a week later. It's a real problem. Yeah. You think that's bad? You think, you think that's, that's bad? bad. <laughs> this morning I ate a, a, a breakfast burrito and I got part of the tortilla lodged in my throat. I was coughing. Oh, God. Oh, my. For like 20 God. minutes. <laughs> Your laughter is the best medicine. That's what Patch That's Adams true. told us. Yeah. And look what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Gino's at your cervix. A joke I didn't understand the first time <laughs> I saw that movie. I just was excited that the doors were like a woman's parts. You know? <laughs> do you remember that part in Patch Adams? Yes, I do. And then his girlfriend got shot. Spoiler. I don't. That's the part I remember from Patch Adams. <laughs> Wasn't there like a pool of spaghetti or something too? Yeah, yeah. Patch Adams, wacky fella. He's so cuckoo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hiding a pained interior though. Yes, much like Robin sometimes. Williams who played him in, in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, folks, we have a packed show tonight. Mm-hmm. We're not fucking around. Mm-hmm. We're hitting one of the big ones. We're talking about Dino Riders and... In retrospect, this is something we should have done a year and a half ago because this was this was a full body experience, you know. Yeah, totally. It's right in that nostalgia wheel, wheelhouse. There are toys directly lined up with the cartoon. Mm-hmm. 
it's VHS involved. The YouTube you sent us, Ben, has commercials in it, which are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it's it's the it's the complete package. And this is a show that I've only seen one episode of. This one hmm. in a format that I've only seen. Like, I had the VHS tape. Mm-hmm. The version we watched was also off the VHS tape, so it comes complete with Tyco commercials. Dino Riders, folks, is the idea of taking dinosaurs, which are cool. Lasers and sci-fi shit, also cool. Dudes with Dutch boy haircuts and funny clothes, also cool. You put them in a blender, like your heart, and still I remember it comes out Dino Riders. I mean, this is really the 30-minute commercial. You know, a lot of these cartoons at the time existed to sell the toys. But with this particular version, where the only commercials on the show are for the company that created the toys, which funded the cartoon, it feels so... Nakedly capitalist. Yep. It's, it's got an extra extra dose of capitalism to it. Much like Transformers, a beautiful thing. But Transformers at least had other commercials in it <laughs> and commercials for other toys or other products, you know, like breakfast cereal or something. But like not always. No, not always. But it it wasn't just one company and its products. This is next level. It reminds me of, do you, did you guys see the um, live action Josie and the Pussycats that was just a giant commercial for Target? What? Of course. Yeah, yeah I got like it. Like the early 2000s, I think, late 90s. Yeah. It was like, what inspired that for me? <laughs> Watching this, I was like, yes, I do want to buy that record. But Transformers felt pure and this felt really dirty. Like I felt like I was getting in the mud with the Velociraptors here, mm. you know? A quick, quick digression. <laughs> I just remembered something. So there is a line of Transformers for big boys called the Transformers Masterpiece Series. It's for big girls, too. I don't want to discriminate. They're really intricate, and, you know, they capture all the details and stuff faithfully. And like many things, there are Chinese knockoffs of them because the Masterpiece figures themselves are, like, hundreds of dollars. But you can get them on eBay from China for, like, 40 So I have a few of these things. But they haven't recreated the whole Generation 1 Transformers yet, so there's a bunch that have left out. And one of them is one of my personal favorites, and that is Sea Spray, the fat motorboat, um, <laughs> who fell in love with like an Atlantean woman in season two. Okay. A third-party company, so even another step removed, made a masterpiece scale version of Sea Spray. So it looks like Sea Spray. He just doesn't have the Autobot symbol because that would break copyright. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this doesn't, but I'm happy to say <laughs> that little Sea Spray now sitting proudly on my shelf <laughs> next to, to Bumblebee and... Soundwave and the rest. Is that the one that I did? That no, I that, was, that was Wheeljack. Oh, okay. Yeah, Shailen helped me with another Chinese knockoff because I couldn't do it without <laughs> snapping the cheaply made fabricated pieces off. I mean, like, was it move? Not moves. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Turns. Turns. Steps. Yeah. Steps. <laughs> Turns. How, many, how many steps does it take to uh, to bring C C Shanty or whatever the fuck its name is? It's Sea it's, Spray. It's, it's C-spray. C-spray. Let's C-spray. let's not act like we're too cool for anything on this show. Come on. <laughs> Uh, so I actually don't know because sea spray it's frustrating because sometimes they'll come in vehicle mode and when you put them on a shelf you're like I want these fucking guys in, in cool guy mode um, oh, yeah. Yeah. sea spray already came in cool guy mode so for me the answer is zero but I suspect it would be intricate to make him into a boat I've Hundreds. never trans no like 50 maybe oh. I've never transformed one of these things more than once because it is a laborious and frustrating process I can attest to the laborious part for sure. 
it was great that mm-hmm. the weekend that Wheeljack showed up and Ben was like, oh, oh, this is wrong. Oh, can we put this on the weekend to-do list to fix right. this guy? It's on and the honey-do list. <laughs> Cut lawn. Clean transform chimney. Wheeljack. Transform Wheeljack. Listen, our doorbell's been broken for four months, but God damn it, that Wheeljack is pristine. <laughs> <laughs> That's because there are reasonable instructions for fixing it. It's mm-hmm. not that our, our doorbell per se is broken. I could fix that. Anyway, digression over. We're getting back to the business here. The real business. Now, for dino riders, I should note a, a lot of the information comes from Wikipedia, as per usual, but I also found another website I want to credit here, dinoridersworld.com. Ooh, um, check so you, it, it's got some fans. fans <laughs> check it out. It. it is a horrifying AOL-looking site with a 2014 copyright. It's got... A really confusing layout. It did have a lot of interesting information about the merchandise. And the person or persons behind the site also has appeared to have done one of my favorite things and taken the characters from Dino Riders and put them into a WWE SmackDown game where they created Ooh, nice. the the DRWL, the Dino Riders Wrestling League. I'm into it. So if you want to see Questar and Krulos face off in the squared circle, check out DinoRidersWorld.com. Just furthers your theory that our audience is that perfect Venn diagram, yeah. the perfect circle Venn diagram of, of wrestling fans and cartoon lovers. Sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's a perfect circle. Yeah. So Dino Riders comes from the toy company Tyco. I don't know that we've really talked about Tyco in the past, but they were at a time the number three company in the US. And actually, probably at this time, they were really the market leaders in things like remote control cars, slot racing cars, cars, other kinds of cars, things like that. They also had a line that we'll talk about in a bit here called Superblocks, which were so similar to Lego that they were sued by Lego. And this was their first foray into the world of action figures. And what a splash. (laughs) 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 To get this idea off the ground, Tycho brought in Jerry Conway, who is like a dude with chops, created the Punisher, created the Batman villain Killer Croc, created Robin to Jason Todd, wrote The Death of Gwen Stacy, like one of the classic Spider-Man comics, wrote Conan the Destroyer, just a dude who's been around entertainment forever. Man, this guy had his halcyon days in the 80s. Like those, that's amazing. Yeah. All those storylines were like around then, right? Gwen Stacy was earlier than that. But yeah, even then, still active to this day. So just a, a crazy run. Also his wife, Carla Conway, who was an accomplished comics writer in, in her own right. And they brought in real voice actors, who we'll talk to, talk about in a bit. They brought in Saban and Levy to do the music. So just a show that had a lot of talent and, and production value behind it. The general idea here is you've got the Valorians, who are the predominantly white, peaceful group of hippie, humanoid-looking aliens. So their leader is Questar, who's a dude with a like a combination of a Dutch boy and a Hulk Hogan skullet. Uh, who, wears, voice. who wears a quilted shirt and tan pants. You've got Mind Zay, who is the blind guy. A little bit of a conf- Confucius caricature on that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a, a Mortal Kombat Raiden. A little of? bit. A little yeah. Bit. yeah. You've got Gunner, Turret, Youngstar, Serena, the token female. Lad. <laughs> yes, Lad. Lad. <laughs> and they're getting ravaged by the horrible rule ons. Get it? Rule ons. They're led by Lord Krulos, who is played by Frank Welker, just Cruel Os. Yes. <laughs> Cruel Os doing 
his Dr. Claw. Lord Krulos is a frog man. <laughs> and he has an assortment of mean animal characters like Hammerhead and the Vipers. But Rasp the Viper and, and fire the ant. And yeah. <laughs> and it's Scoopy the Owl. I don't know about that one. <laughs> this cast of characters, these names were the most on the nose that we've come across in Watchbots, I feel. Mm-hmm. Questar, Q U E S T A R. Mm-hmm. The teenager's name is Youngster. Like, you might as well just say <laughs> Youngster. Serena is the one who can, like, calm people down and right. read minds. Yeah. And, oh, my God. It was so on the nose. The Valorians, the. Oh, man. <laughs> they need to make sure kids get the point, right? Like, the good guys and the bad guys. They couldn't put them in cowboy hats I don't to get know. It. The cowboy hats? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> No, we can't put them in cowboy hats. They've got uh, that would cover up their Dutch boy haircuts. Exactly. Yeah. So they have to give them names to tell you who they are. The show. It took things really seriously. Like they did their research, Tycho and Go. They brought in a lot of different kinds of dinosaurs. And listen, if you're a dinosaur fan, on a scale of not a dinosaur fan to true hardcore, I probably am on like the lower third. Like, dinosaurs are cool, but I can't tell you what most of them are. So I don't want to hear from these fucks on the internet (laughs) when I call that non-triceratops a triceratops. I don't know the fucking difference. I don't have time to research this. They're dinosaurs. It's a diplodocus? Okay. (laughs) Ah, but it isn't. It's not the diplodocus. We we will get back there for sure. But you can tell. I mean, this show featured velociraptors a full six years before Jurassic Park hit theaters. So they really did their research. They brought in a guy, a real-life dino guy named um, William Stout, who this guy just drawing dinosaurs was his specialty. He was also an Imagineer, did some theme park work, also a designer on Michael Jackson's Neverland. Ooh, I don't want to know which parts he designed. Yikes. So, um, <laughs> but, but the thing Give me Stout me. Bill. <laughs> I need a dinosaur drawn. The thing behind this is really the toys, right? They merchandised the shit out of this. There were the kids' costumes with like the shitty plastic face masks, books, comic books, chintzy puzzles. But the toys were really the thing. And that's where they put their money. The toys were drawn to be super realistic-looking dinosaurs. They were, in fact, realistic-looking enough that when this concept died, Tycho moved to developing the dinosaur toys for the Smithsonian Museum. But they had that. They put in walking mechanisms so the dinosaurs would kind of slowly walk around and then they had so many little intricate plastic and silver doodads that you put on there to make these dinosaurs fucking killer future war machines just the coolest goddamn yeah. things put like saddles on them and they would have like baskets on them so you could put the action figures on their side you could mm-hmm. put like helmets and gauntlets on them so they could like you know so they look cool and like like some of the stuff had missiles that you could fire it was it was amazing. Did you have any? Did you guys have any of these? This is a weird, it, it might be an Inception thing. I remember having one or two of them, but I also watched this VHS tape so religiously that I might just be like thinking of myself as one of those kids in like the immaculate sets at the end on the commercials. <laughs> but, so I don't know. I am <laughs> delighted by that. Your your childhood was well set up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't have any myself. I never watched this show ever. But I remember someone had donated some of their older toys, like the toys they were done with, to my public library. Mm -hmm. 
and the librarians were like, oh, I guess put them with the regular scientifically accurate at the time dinosaurs in like the story room. Yeah, the ones the ones that had hogs, dino hogs. No, but like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the actual T-Rex the actual triceratops sure. and then like there were two or three dinosaurs that came with like saddles and had lasers and shit <laughs> so that was always one of those fun like huh i didn't think that we had this kind of technology on this planet when these were walking around but okay all right yeah we, we did because the valorians and the rulons uh, brought the technology to us indeed it's like yeah. 2001 Changed space forever. odyssey yeah <laughs> did you dave yeah i had um uh, I forget what dinosaur it was, but it, it was uh, it had like the the saddle with the basket on the whoops the um, on the side, mm-hmm. and it was one of the the good guys. I think it was Questar. I also had a remote control Stegosaurus, but again, similar to you, Ben, I don't know if it was part of the Dino Riders line mm-hmm. or if it was like a cheap knockoff, and it was just a, a Stegosaurus with batteries in it that kind of walked slowly. I don't remember any of the armor for the Stegosaurus, but yeah. But I remember loving this line, maybe mm-hmm. just loving the commercials. That's really the thing to the line is, you know, enough pieces to delight a generation of children and just infuriate a generation of parents. Dino Riders, if you look on eBay, finding any of the big ones in any kind of complete condition, incredibly expensive. Like the T-Rex, the Diplodocus, uh, with all like the fucking things on it just just crazy (laughs) crazy shit but the show was broadcast by marvel productions so they put this in a block with the x-men cartoon not the well-known x-men cartoon one before that a spider-man cartoon and also robocop who is also certainly not a marvel character so when you put all these pieces together it really feels like this should have been an enormous thing but no one watched (laughs) <laughs> like that's hmm. there's just no other way to put it nobody which watched is, which it never is crazy. On. It's, it's dinosaurs and lasers mm-hmm. and you know sandwiched in between robocop and comic book heroes and then the i mean kids weren't like oh man charlie adler's in this <laughs> but but like you know it had like a, a it had the, a strong voice cast and like you were saying ben it's got all the production like yep. very high quality people involved and it just fizzled it's really weird yeah it just farted out like a punch in a bowl of pudding just fucking gross the original episode that we're going to be talking about here came out on vhs as sort of a teaser in 1987 the episodes started airing in the marvel block in october of 1988 13 episodes came out that was pretty much it so the first series of toys came out alongside the cartoon in 88 the second line came out after the cartoon had ended in 89 third and fourth sets came out in 1990 so now way after the fact those toys are impossible to find i think the, the last line or the penultimate line was ice age animals yeah, like there, woolly oh, mammoths cool. there were two tigers and crow magnet yeah. mans and things like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and that was based off an episode that never even made it to air so that 14th episode came out as a vhs tape again a year and a half after the run of the cartoon ended so just a weird life cycle to this one clearly Tycho expected it to be a, a much bigger hit than it ended up being but it was a total flash in the pan. And then as for Tyco, they were bought by Mattel in 1997 and no longer That's exist. It. Do you think the toys were too expensive? Or like maybe parents were just like, no, there's too many plastic doodads That's fine, for yeah. those. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like that toy sounds like the perfect toy. I don't know why I didn't have more. Maybe it was because I was three or four and I didn't know how to ask for yet. Then yet. But like, it seems like the perfect opportunity 
mm-hmm. but wasted. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I'm, I'm curious about the failure of this show. Well, so our friends at dinowritersworld.com, the most mm-hmm. expensive dinosaur by far in series one was the Tyrannosaurus Rex, who came with Krulos, Bitor, and Cobras. <laughs> I'm going to guess Bitor <laughs> and Cobras are, uh, are snakes of some sort. That retailed for $49.99. So translate that into 2021 prices, and it is $111. So not insubstantial by any means. Yeah. The Diplodocus, by the way, was, was 30 bucks. In Series 2, the Brontosaurus with Serena, Ace, and Ion, so a bigger toy, retailed for 80 bucks. Whoa. So you put that in $2021. $20, no. 180 bucks. Yeah. So 180. Yeah. Like, just, just wild. Like, you won't see that on the shelves of Target. But it's like the, Lego the, now prices. The, those were by far right. the most expensive ones. Most of the other ones came in in, like, the 8 to $10 range. So not, not too bad. But as with all these toy series, you want to get them all, you're going to be fucking paying out the ass as it were right <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> prohibitively expensive to to get them all so the legacy of this show does live on though in a few ways of course it's come up on robot chicken as literally everything does but one thing i didn't know until this week the character rex from toy story is based on the t-rex from dino riders that checks out he even says and i quote and i'm from mattel well, I'm not actually from Mattel. I'm actually from a smaller company that was purchased in a leveraged buyout. So he's talking about Tyco. That's pretty funny. Yeah. What does <laughs> he say that? Which which one does he say that in? Toy Story 1. Oh. Yep. Huh. Yep. That's Pixar showing a marked demonstration of how good they are. Mm-hmm. A movie was talked about in 2015 for a 2018 release, but obviously that didn't come through. And probably for the best, a live action Dino Riders movie seems like complete shit. I don't know. I would watch it. <laughs> In 2020, Mattel did release a new Dino Riders toy, the Rulon Warriors Battle Pack. And it's a really weird thing. So this is readily available. You could buy this now for 20 bucks. Okay. As opposed to the original toys, which were really cool and intricate, these are army men scale and they're all one color. So I'm not sure what they're adding to the line. Yeah, they're, they're monochromatic. There's like purple and then there's green ones. I did some research. I don't know if this was on the Chintzy AOL site that you found, Ben, but mm-hmm. someone had uh, redesigned some of the toys to make them, you know, like the McFarlane toys, they're like really yeah. intricate and well-designed. They had done that, but with the Dino Riders, so they <laughs> they <laughs> had like Questar's like, you know, skullet, well-manicured sure. like in plastic. It was, it's, it's, a uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Very beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's interesting though, too, if any parents out there or... <laughs> Adults who really like Fisher-Price toys, there's the Imagine X line that's out right now. They do have a dinosaur-themed line. The dinosaurs are wearing helmets and shit in a very Dino Riders-esque sort of fashion. So it's not by any means officially licensed, but this idea of cyborg dino is very much alive. I thought that that was related to the new Jurassic Park stuff. Maybe is that it not is, true? but my, my point is it's dinosaurs wearing helmets and other sci-fi-related yeah. paraphernalia. Okay, well, that makes me, I just, when I have seen those dinosaurs, I mm-hmm. always see like the Chris Pratt action figure with the dinosaurs. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want a Chris Pratt action figure. Give me a Batman or something. Yeah, that's right. The other interesting note here, inspired the famous song by Was, Walk the Dinosaur. Do you guys know that one? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll plug that one in here for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> that played during the commercials for Dinosaurs, the that's ABC right. hit. That's right. Listeners, and if you're not familiar with Walk the Dinosaur, turn this off, 
go to Spotify, put it on, come back in a few minutes, we'll be here. Shailen, can you give me a can you give me a not the mama? Not the mama. I'm trying to remember how he sounded. <laughs> it just sounded like you. <laughs> not the mama. No, not I cannot. <laughs> so the episode we're talking about here is just the best show title ever. The adventure begins. Combat continues. Yes, it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> style. We watched the VHS copy on YouTube, so this was released in 1987. I don't know when in 1987, so we're going to go by the original uh, TV air date here. So this show was written by Jerry and Carla Conway. We've talked about them already. It aired on October 1st, 1988. That sounds like a really great day in history, Ben. Can we hear about it? Mm, yes. Per- perhaps prehistory. Ah. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Just an amazing list of animal and non-animal themed movies in the box office here. But things that all relate to Dino Riders. Number one, Gorillas in the Mist, my favorite <laughs> Diane Fossey themed movie. <laughs> there were not gorillas in Dino Riders, but, you know, jungles and things. It kind of works. Number two, A Fish Called Wanda, of course. Fish, famous in the, the prehistoric age. Evolved from the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. I believe. That movie was popular. My family went out to eat at a restaurant up in Maine, like on vacation, mm-hmm. and their special was a fish called Wanda. Sure. <laughs> and when I read it on the sign, I got really upset and started crying. And I was like, why did they name the fish if they were going to make <laughs> us eat it? <laughs> Are they going to feed me the VCR? Oh, God. I don't want to eat it. <laughs> Number three movie. A movie I had never heard of, and I have to watch it. Heartbreak Hotel. Have you guys heard of this? It sounds like something I've heard of, but that doesn't mean anything. Does Dennis Quaid star in it? It sounds like a Dennis Quaid movie. I don't think it's Dennis Quaid. It's a movie that was directed by Chris Columbus, who did uh, Home Alone. He did the first two Harry Potter movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is just the short description that was on Box Office Mojo. You see why this whet my appetite. When a teen tries to set up a band at his school, his mother, who was a big fan of Elvis Presley, gets in a wreck. He and his band members decides to kidnap Elvis and have him hooked up with his mother. (laughs) I thought... Huh. Hmm. That feels a little bit weird. So I went to Wikipedia, and here's what I found. Set in 1972, the story deals with one of the many legends involving Elvis Presley about his fictional kidnapping and his subsequent redemption from decadence. The film opens in 1972 with a single mother and her two children running a boarding house. The mother is hurt in a car accident and hospitalized. As a birthday present, her son and his band drive her pink Cadillac to Cleveland, Ohio to kidnap her favorite singer, Elvis Presley. He gets the owner of a local pizzeria, who looks eerily like Elvis's mother, to pose as his mother's ghost as a distraction, and then drugs Elvis with chloroform. Elvis awakens in the boarding house. He and the boy do not get along at first. The boy disrespects Elvis, accusing him of selling out to Vegas. <laughs> However... What? The boy and Elvis get to know each other and they became friends. The film concludes with Elvis playing Heartbreak Hotel with the boys band at the high school talent show. Wow. <laughs> what a plot. And then John Hughes was like, this guy's got to direct my movie. <laughs> it's just Chris, weird get stuff. over here. I've got an all-star, all-star cast for you. I'm going to make that my mission to check out Heartbreak Hotel. Now, the connection to Dino Riders here is that... The main character's hospitalized mom drives a pink Cadillac, okay? Mm-hmm. Another thing that they did with the Dino Riders dinosaur molds is they turned them into toys for another failed dinosaur-themed cartoon, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. 
And that's a herald, okay? Wow. We started here, we went away from the point, and we came back, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm fucking, I thought you were fucking say gone. something about fossil fuels and, and things like that, but you, you, you just hit us with some knowledge. Nope, that's a fucking herald, folks. Oh, fuck. Well, all right. I'm going to flip the fucking hot, mic. Leave hot us. facts. Hot facts. So excited. And with that, let's get into Dino Riders. Yes. The show starts off in a really just inexplicable kind of way. <laughs> we start on the set of Take On Me, the music video. <laughs> and it's, it looks like pencil drawings of a class on a field trip. It's, it's, it's rotoscoped <laughs> pencil etching on a live action movie of a class in a natural history museum. It's just so odd. More odd beyond the pencil drawings mm-hmm. are that you can hear the teacher giving the lecture about what's in the museum and it is less than half a step away from the Charlie Brown teacher. Well, let's take a listen. They derive from pre-existing rocks through the workings <laughs> of weathering, erosion, transport, and deposition. I want to be friends with this voice actor. They, like the kids are there. One kid in a, an Apollo shirt looks bored. And then all of a sudden he hears like a whoom, whoom. And there's a yellow pulsating light. And after about a minute of kind of glancing around nervously, this kid goes into the next room where a T-Rex skeleton and a, a Triceratops skeleton are pulsating and roaring at each other. They're glowing and then they start to move a little bit. It, it's really weird. What a, like if I'm a kid. And I've mm. seen these commercials touting the premiere, or I've seen, you know, I've read the back of the box, the, the VHS box, and like it's all about dino riders and like these dino, these guys that ride dinosaurs and these like humanoids that ride, ride dinosaurs. I want to see dinosaurs. I want to see that right away. Yeah. I do not want to see an aha music video where a kid gets lost in a museum. This never connected back to anything. No. Compare it, if you will to long long ago when we watched denver the last dinosaur that also started in the museum He's my friend and a, a whole, whole lot, lot more. more but that connected back and was relevant this it cuts from like the, the glowing throbbing dinosaurs to just prehistoric times so first of all <laughs> it's really odd how dare either of you somehow <laughs> defame aha uh-huh and their best music video the best music video i don't video think of that time. i was defaming the music uh, I'm video not, i'm not also defaming the, it. and Except I'm, it's it's I'm just a back. weird choice also it's a the, weird choice for this show no it's always a great choice the, because no. anything uh-huh <laughs> is always a great choice the best music video of all time is bc boy sabotage or okay rem everybody hurts <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I, th- I do. Wrong. It's anything Weird Al has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but going back a step, Dave. It's Tom we... Green, the bum bum song. Um, in parentheses, Lonely Swedish. I thought the road you were going to go down was not like, oh, I want to see the dinosaurs faster. It was if I'm a kid in the museum and the mm. dinosaurs start doing the wum wum and there's glowing. I'm not going in that room to find out what's happening. I'm pretending I do not hear that shit. I do not well, see that shit and I am avoiding it. If the dinosaurs are doing the wum wum. You hear a wum wum, you're running to that wum wum. It's always a bad idea. Have you not seen Killdozer? Hashtag wum wum. You see that yellow glow and you hear that wum wum. It is evil and you avoid that shit. Wrong. It means you've powered up and you have a cool shield around you and you can walk around and destroy Robotniks. No, that's wum. That's not Mm -hmm. wum wum. I have a problem I want to confess to here. We've said wum wum so many times that my lips feel weird. (laughs) You know, like... They, they, won't, them? they won't form words anymore. <laughs> I think just that's the up. liquor, Ben. I, I just, yeah, I think. Yeah, a, a third of a cup of uh, tequila mixed drink for sure. 
I'm a lightweight. So I'm going to bypass the song that plays here in favor of the Saban Levy joint that plays at the end, which is the actual real theme song. No He-Man ripoff with that. That's all original, baby. Totally. It's all original, like Pamela Anderson. I think you meant all natural. No, I meant all original. You heard me. <laughs> everything she's done is completely original. That's right. Everything yeah. everything involved is completely original. Oh, so yeah. we see dinosaurs frolicking around, and there are some menacing ones like the T-Rex, and you know he's chasing down some dinosaurs, but the show very carefully the dinosaurs are always running away, like or they fall down and they get up. There's no gristle. There's no gore to this, which it makes sense. But I always appreciate a show like this where you're in a naturally violent setting and they get around it by just deciding that that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> they're fine. Why is the T-Rex menacing? Does he do anything in the show? No, not really. He kind of walks near treachery. But and he roars. Like, yeah, yeah. He like yeah. flips his tail at people and like snaps at them. He waves his hands around. And then all of a sudden we're tiny. in space. And specifically we're in the beginning of Star Wars where a small band of rebels is being chased by an enormous ship. So this is the Valorians and the Rulons. And we go into the ship with the Valorians. And here's the very first dialogue you hear. The dreadlocks closing in on us. Yeah, and the whole room on Armada is right behind. Everyone needs to talk with this exact cadence. Armadas. I I, <laughs> I thought he said the whole rule on Armad as right oh, behind. I mean, they, they are I mad. I also thought that. Sure. Yeah. And also, I couldn't get over, this is the dad from the episode of Rambo that we watched. <laughs> And I couldn't unhear it. He was like, I just kept thinking he was going to pal around with John Rambo the whole time. It's interesting you brought up that it's the dad from Rambo, because I don't know if you guys noticed this, his face model for the Gunner character, Dan Laurier, the dad from the Wonder Years. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Dan Laurier. (laughs) So we get right into it here. You you get some some space mumbo jumbo. Turret, prepare for space-time energy projection. But the step is damaged. Uh, you have Turret being Scotty from Star Trek. I'm giving it all she Scott. <laughs> it's just like, wow, we are just cliche after cliche on the oh, Valorian yeah, yeah. side of things. It's like, say it, but with a Scottish accent, but not quite Not entirely a Scottish a accent. It's like yeah. a tinge of Scott. Yeah. And then we go over to the Rulon ship, and we don't meet the whole cast of characters here, but you do see uh, Lord Krulos. So I mentioned he's a frogman, but he's like, a frogman with like a like a glass dome helmet. He's got a space helmet. They made the lead bad guy of the show a frog. That feels a frog odd. in a space suit. Is a frog? I'm gonna ask a question. Okay, I'm not a science guy. We've established this. Mm-hmm. Are frogs evolved from dinosaurs? No, they're amphibians. What are frogs evolved from? Frogs. So frogs have always just been frogs. I mean, I'm are sure there's been change over time, but like waterproof. Frogs are indeed waterproof. Is it the oil or the interlocking thing on their skin? Their skin is actually, actually, they're not waterproof because they absorb the liquids that they touch sometimes. Okay. What I appreciate about the Rulons is they're a multicultural society. 
these fucking Valorians. They're all just like dopey white people. All right. The Rulon's got a frog. They got bugs. Snakes. Sharks. Snakes, crocodiles. I also want to point out, like, we're going to get here, but it's it's coming in fast and hot. And I just I just need to say something about like, this. Like Pamela Anderson. Yeah, all original. <laughs> the Valorians uh-huh. are just fucking colonialists. Sure. They're colonizers. They're awful human beings. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. <laughs> they show up and they're like, oh, hey, dinosaurs living your happy existence with no pollution and no fucking violent wars. <laughs> We control you now and we're going to ride on you and we're going to use fucking lasers around you. And yeah, you might die or get hurt because of a war that you have nothing to do with. But fuck you. We live here yeah. now. So you, this are, is we our gonna, are we going to try to go home? No. If we're going to build no, a really? huge fucking... This they literally say, like, this children. is our home now. <laughs> they rechristened themselves as the Dino Riders. You thought this was a hot take. I actually was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> this it gets show's insane. I have some other observations as we get a little further let's, into let's the show. Let's get into it. We, we can go here. Let me tell you what helped me cope with it. So they're called the Valorians. I like to think of it as instead of V-A-L-O-R, V-E-L-O-U-R. So like they're, they're closer. They're made of velvet. They're very uh, smooth and comfortable. They're just jumpsuit guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they caught us because we were napping. We were too comfortable. <laughs> so let's meet Lord Krulos here. Don't let them escape. Engage tractor beam. And so this is Frank Welker, as we mentioned, and he's doing his Dr. Claw voice. And I thought about this a lot with this show, because they did bring in established voice actors. What they didn't do was say, hey, do a voice that's not the voice that you've done before. And it's like, voice acting, maybe it's more challenging now. But in the 80s and the 90s, where it was the same, like, six people just doing the same voices, at a point, you're not a voice actor. You're just doing a, a, a person voice. that does voices. In you're front a personality. Of yeah. To be fair, Frank Welker has several other voices. He just happened to recycle this one Listen, for this show. I got like seven voices. I'm not on these shows. But you could have been if you had been born in the right decade. Here, like, here's a voice. I want to yeah. be a dino oh, rider. Baby wants a new friends. dino toy. My Stop H it. necklace is in my diaper, and my diaper's dirty. Enjoy Diplo finishing Dacus. this, you guys. I'm glad. I'm gonna go drink by myself in a closet. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem with the show is that like they got this all-star cast and all these writers, but I feel like they were paid before they did the work. <laughs> I believe <laughs> that. Know? Right up front, baby. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like, and then Frank Weckler's like, fuck you, I'm doing uh, I'm doing Dr. Claw. I don't care. <laughs> do you, you want to do a second pass of that one? No. No, <laughs> not at all. I'll get you. There yeah. we go. So the Rulons capture the the scrappy Valorians in a tractor beam, and they activate the step. And I said what it was earlier. It's like the space-time erection principle, and it drags them all through time. And the Valorians crash. You get a really weirdly cut line here from Turret. There appear to be no injuries. No injuries. There appear to be no injuries. And then the Valorians, they all leave the ship. And this is where you're introduced to the blind fella. Uh, a mind is a definitely not an Asian stereotype whatsoever. And this is how they introduce him. Oh, it's so beautiful, Grandfather. I wish you could see it. I can imagine it, Serena. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> what a character. Also, are all of the Valorians directly related? And if they are all directly related, do they just anticipate dying out? Or is there going to be like a hefty amount of incest happening to re- procreate on this planet? So I, I don't. It's already happening. I don't get the sense the Questar and Serena are anything but fuck friends. Okay. So I don't think they're related. They share a tender embrace later. 
he whispers sweet nothings right. in her ear. But given that she's the only female in the crew that we see, within a generation, so there's going to be some like nasty going on. I had that thought as well, because it seemed like the Rulon should have just wandered to the Valorians camp without dinosaurs and just murdered them. Right. Would have been easier. There are a lot more characters on the characters page of Wikipedia than okay. are, are represented here. I don't know where those people come from. I don't know when they come in. It's a strange thing. I'm unwilling to find out. I think one episode was enough for me. Well, that's lazy and wrong. With the character list, it also feels like they knew they had a hit on their hands. And so they had all of these characters made before, like, the kids could get a chance to catch on. And, like, you know, season two of Transformers, they introduce more characters and they introduce more toys. Oh, like every episode. Oh, man. Season two of Transformers. You have a new toy. Like, this one was just like, we've got a whole list of toys, a whole line of them. Uh, And episode one or episode two is going to have all of the characters. Yeah, I felt like they were already celebrating their win before they even produced it, which is why you got the chintzy work from Frank Welker here. <laughs> he knew. He so, knew. So they wander outside the ship, and I was like, oh, is this Earth? And then all of a sudden, Questo goes, hmm, this must be prehistoric Earth. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> what is the step? Did they not know where they were going, where they were just like, we're leaving time. <laughs> we're going somewhere. Was it like the DeLorean, like they, they set the time and then it got like hit? And it, like, I would have thought, but I don't thing. know. Like, they, they could have showed that. They never explain it. And then the two kids. So you have Young Star, who's like a shitty teenager, and you have Lod, L-L-A-H-D. Lad um, and Youngster. They chase a dinosaur off into the woods immediately, and I thought, that seems ill-advised. But um, a big brontosaurus comes out, or maybe it's a diplodocus. I'm, I'm not really sure. But Young Star <laughs> is wearing a, like a necklace with an H on it, and I don't know what it is, but when he touches it, it... We mean no harm. My huge friend. <laughs> it glows red and then... Why does he have to call him huge? <laughs> well, he's big. Thing. Yeah, but it's not like I go to show and be like, hello, tiny friend. I've decided that, that this is how I plan to interact with people I don't know well from now on. <laughs> so like if I'm in the grocery store and there's a guy bagging uh, my groceries taking forever, I'm going to say, thank you very much, my slow bagging friend. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. I like, you know, to demonstrate this is like telepathy, they have to add reverb to his voice and like play like weird psychic music under it. They do this every single time because the Valorians you see are empaths, I guess, or their necklaces are empathic. It's really not, again, not yeah, explained. I don't know. Is, that, is that their power? Is it like channeled through that? Like, do they have innate abilities? I don't have any fucking they idea. They can just magically enslave an entire people by holding their gem. Yeah. I also have a problem with their powers and sure. when they use it. <laughs> if you can do that, you know what? We'll wait for the T-Rex scene. All right, we'll I get think we're getting there soon. Yeah. All of a sudden, Questar is like, this is our new home. And I thought, boy, manifest destiny in action. Now over to quick. the, to the Rulons. And the Rulons have been in their ship for two days. They don't know what's going on. But all of a sudden, they hear some shit outside. Some stuff comes up on their radar. And they go out and just start lasering the fuck out of dinosaurs. The lasers are ineffective because the dinosaurs are not hurt. They just <laughs> just seem kind of annoyed. And I thought, that must have made quite a racket. I wonder if the Valorians heard them. And the answer was no. Nah. Do you think the war was raging on forever because no one built technology that would hurt other people? <laughs> I think it's because all of them had the worst aim ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have fucking lasers and they can't hit shit with it. 
I'm bad with my aim when it comes to like Nerf guns and stuff. Oh, yeah, you're the you, worst. You give me a laser, I could probably hit something. Shalyn, no, we're not doing this again. You are great. You are great with your aim. Do not. Thanks. Don't do that to yourself. You give me a laser, I can probably hit something. It's going on the gravestone. <laughs> Thank God. Finally, something for my headstone. So the Rulons sort of start to deduce what's going on. They realize they're in, in prehistory, as it were. And here's a little bit of their evil plan. Rasp. Assemble a hunting party. Come ahead. Prepare the lava caves for brain boxing. I will build an army of dinosaurs. <laughs> I have a joke and I have an alt. Brain boxing? What are they talking about? CTE? Ah. <laughs> Can I give you my alt? Let's hear it. Brain boxing? What is this? Batman forever? <laughs> <laughs> I like the second one. <laughs> oh, why? Because it's not about trauma? Whatever. No, because it's about Batman Forever. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. E. Nigma. Edward Nigma. Anyway. Edward Nigma. <laughs> so the Rulons are, are assholes. We get a montage here of them like whipping dinos and corralling them with nets and stuff. They have one ship, and it looks like about 20 dudes. They just build a factory in a cave. I, I don't know if they like disassembled their ship to get this factory or if they just had a factory with them, but they build a fucking yeah. full-on assembly line in a cave. It's like Sauron or uh, Saruman with the orcs yes. just in the Urukai. Mm-hmm. He's just like, where, where did he build this? How did he build it in secret? How did they not hear about this? Where did they get this metal? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. completely yeah. wild. Listen, the in it? secret part wasn't that it was in secret. It was that nobody gave a shit. Right. That's right. right. And this is all going on within sight of where the Valorians landed. The Valorians, complete dum-dums, do not, do not understand. What the Rulons do here is, and th- this is sort of the key to their power, is they build these things called brain boxes. And they build them for like every kind of dinosaur. So they corral them into the cave. They put the brain box on, and it's like a mind control thing. I don't know if the Rulons like use empathy. Well, they wouldn't use empathy. They're not very nice. They don't use telepathic powers or if they're using like remote controls or what, but they brain box these dinosaurs, they make them bad, they put guns and shit on them. It looks cool. It looks fucking cool. The character Rasp, who is, uh, he's a viper, literally. He's also in the the team, the Vipers. For what it's worth, the Vipers are a G.I. Joe thing. Yes. That's Zartan and the crew. They couldn't have come up with any different name but the Vipers. He also sounds just like Cobra Commander. He might be Cobra Commander. <laughs> See, my take on that was he shit talks Krulos because he's the Starscream. And I was like, this is probably the guy who plays Starscream. I'm not even going to look it up. <laughs> it's Optimus Prime. Okay. Peter Cullen. Whoa, what a turn by PC. Holy Brad shit. Bradley, Brad Garrett. What the fuck? Holy shit. So back to the Valorian camp here. <laughs> the two kids are riding velociraptors. You can tell by the telltale claw. And I thought that was pretty funny, given just how horrifying velociraptors were portrayed in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. There's the whole thing. Just These kids, you know, they're riding on their backs. They've got them like, they get like bits in their mouths. And it's like, Jesus, this is, this is bleak. And they're cutie little toenails. <laughs> um, I love that they showed their toenails. Right across the belly. <laughs> they run across the T-Rex, who's the, you know, he's the big bad of the show here. And... Youngstar decides that he's going to try to like be like a, a real rustler, a real a real cowboy. And he's going to try to get this T-Rex or what? I actually don't even know what his plan is. But he sends Lad away with this line. Don't worry about me, Pipsqueak. <laughs> Here's my, t- my takeaway. I like that, assumedly, you know, the Valorians are from a faraway time or a faraway place, but they still use the word Pipsqueak. Pipsqueak. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it's the only thing from the 1950s that made it to their time. Come Just on, quick. Let's go. Just yeah. crazy stuff. So at this point, he's like, I'm going to wrestle this T-Rex here. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to befriend it. Like I befriended all the other dinosaurs, all the herbivores. Why doesn't he just use his telepathy or, or whatever his necklace is? Why why can't they just control the dinosaurs, all oh, of the dinosaurs? Well, that wouldn't be convenient. It only works on good-hearted dinosaurs. I also had this question. I don't think that the T-Rex has a bad heart. I think the T-Rex is... The Very T-Rex wild. has a, he has a, a loose valve. He has a loose valve. He's, got he's a bad large and has teensy little arms. And mm-hmm. so anyone who could hurt him makes him nervous. He can't grab them. He can't you, fight back. You might be right because the T-Rex actually does no lasting damage <laughs> in the entire episode. He just hangs out and is like, stay away from me. I'm grumpy. He's like, rawr. He's like that one mean cat at the animal shelter. That's like, leave me alone. I'm really sad and I'm mean and angry. And then you take him home and he's like, I'm your best friend. Thanks so much. Let's snuggle. Yeah, I don't know that I got that impression from the Tyrannosaur. He's the grouchy smurf, the nonverbal grouchy smurf of Dino Riders. <laughs> Do you remember that part in Jurassic World where the Indominus Rex is like fucking them all up? And then the kid's like, we need more teeth. <laughs> and they unleash <laughs> the original Tyrannosaurus Rex from the first movie. And it's like, wait a minute. What the fuck? How old is she? That movie goes places. Yeah, I keep debating. Should I rewatch that movie or would it just make me really angry again? There are some upsetting parts to that movie that we, we do not need to discuss on our lighthearted comedy show here. So the point of this is that Youngstar, he's going to hogtie the T-Rex or whatever the fuck he's doing. He shoots the T-Rex in the mouth repeatedly. It does nothing. Youngstar yells at his raptor to go faster. It, it does not. It looks like the T-Rex is going to eat the raptor but then the raptor of course escapes because it's a cartoon and then the other valorians show up while youngstar is hanging by his fingers off a cliff like classic classic uh, cartoon action hero thing but what i liked here is youngstar's danger noises mm. <laughs> just going to town one hand hanging on the cliff, the other hand <laughs> just edging. fucking that mountain so hard. Listen, when you have the opportunity for some kind of adventure, you're a young man. I imagine you take that opportunity. Well, it's weird. So I was looking at character it sketches for the show. The Valorians looked pretty humanoid, right? But the thing is, their hogs were literal drills. So he oh. was trying to drill into the mountain to support his weight. It's like the, the worms from Tremors. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Or it's like that that one fucking freaky thing from Puppet Master. Uh, I think he, he was actually called Driller. He had a Driller oh, yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Do you think it's possible that instead of lasers for weapons, they just had fucking laser pointers? No. And it was like, it was like zip, 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 zip. And maybe we'll blind you if we do this enough times in a row. <laughs> we'll distract you and you won't be able to throw that pass. Yeah. Maybe Youngster had his laser, his gun set to wrangle. And that's oh. like that's why he couldn't kill the T-Rex. Makes sense. Could be. It could be. So the Valorians um, scare the T-Rex away, but this is where the Rulons see them. Uh, and the Rulons are like, holy shit, we're going to fucking kill you. We were building a dinosaur army for no particular reason before, but now, now we can unleash that army. And we go Thank to commercial. God, we've been stockpiling this <laughs> army. For, for a day. We can go off and, and do our shit. So we go to the first set of commercials here. We don't need to spend a lot of time on all of these, but I thought these were kind of interesting moments in time. The first one is for the Tyco Superblocks line. Such a ripoff of Lego that in the commercial they say, fits with Lego. 
And the the Lego <laughs> company actually sued them for it being too similar, but the patent on the Lego bricks had actually expired by that point. So huh. making a ripoff brick, not a big deal. So the Superblocks line got into things like military toys, which the Lego line famously has always strayed away from. When we were watching the commercial, I was like, how did they get away with quote like saying these work with lego and it turns out they did not so thank you for that so this first one here is for like military toys and like lego tanks and shit and they took my life motto about tanks you have to strike hard so you build the combat tank that's how i i work when i fight my enemies you strike hard so you got to build the combat tank isn't that your work philosophy yeah the, the, (laughs) the, the, the combat tank is my rapier wit that's right yeah mm-hmm the next one is funny. Tyco also did a lot of remote control cars and shit. This one is for the the Aero Turbo Hopper. This one is intense. Here's a few seconds. The only thing more exciting than <laughs> Turbo Hopper is Aero Turbo Hopper. They should have just called yeah. it Son of Turbo Hopper. It's just, they showed the Turbo Hopper and the Aero Turbo Hopper next to each other. I don't know what the difference was. One was red and one was blue, I think. I think one of them was lighter arrow mm-hmm. i don't know i couldn't understand it either one the the lighter one was able to go in a canoe and go down this waterfall with burt reynolds and his broken leg and then the end of the commercial ned Beatty was sodomized <laughs> squeal yeah could be hashtag right. squeal so we come back here the rulons are doing like a weapons test so they're all on their their herd of dinos they're blasting lasers it's very loud the valorians don't hear this because they're too busy logging <laughs> they literally set up a logging camp to build a wall to stop the T-Rex from coming into their valley. Horrible. They have moved in, and within two days, they have enslaved all of the population of the planet that they can get their it's hands on. It's not enslaved. On. He called him his huge friend. It's okay. Yeah, we're, we're... yeah totally. He has... All you had to do was, 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 t- was, <laughs> was talk to the T-Rex through your mind control or your mind, whatever it is, and say like, hey. We're friendly here. We just, we're trying to get home. But instead, you build a giant fucking wall to keep the the people that were there before you out. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm so mad about it. Every single thing that they did, I was like, <laughs> fuck you, those dinosaurs had lives. Yeah, but they don't have brain boxes. So, free will. Okay? Think about that. Yeah, totally. Because enforcing yeah. a power dynamic is not at all terrible you're right yeah i know that's what i'm saying so the point of this is Fuck uh, them. Gun- gunstar is riding around on a pterodactyl or a pteranodon and we get some more telepathy talk land <laughs> <laughs> i just like the, land. the selective way that they employ that like he's riding the velociraptor and he's screaming at him to go faster but here it's just like and <laughs> and he does. So all of a sudden, they finally hear the fucking laser fire after like, we're just going to assume nine months of, of them being within a mile of each other. But the Valorians, one of their character traits, incredibly fucking stupid, which leads to this exchange. Laser fire outside the valley? But who? Who the fuck do you think it is? <laughs> who else could it possibly be? But who? But who? God damn, they're so dumb. So then they start to think about like, oh, well, how did the Rulons get here? And then you get this magical, non-confusing exchange. Crestar, how is that possible? The last reading I had on any Rulons was back in the future. 
They were pulled through on the tractor beam. But that doesn't answer. So, so Questar answers. So the instruments. <laughs> he answers Serena's question, right? And he, he's like, "Okay, they're rubbled." All right. But okay. then Gunner's like, "The last readings were in the future," and they just never explain that or respond to that in any way. It's like I don't know. Unimportant. <laughs> I don't have any idea. So Questar sends in Gunner and Turret, so like the crotchety veteran and the science guy, to spy on the Rulons. Now, they're immediately seen because they're bad spies. They run around as if they have shit in their pants. I thought they did have shit in their pants, Maybe they did. They were so scared they pooped themselves. Where do you think that they were shitting? I heard that they were shitting in the mouth of a friendly stegosaurus and then saying, eat it. Oh, I'm sorry. Eat it. <laughs> what do you think Chew. i wish that everyone could see that ben just tapped his chest yeah. to pretend <laughs> yeah. that he had the amulet there so they're seeing they're they're in the shit all of a sudden they, they, they just like fire indiscriminately at this looks like one of the the turbines from um the springfield nuclear power plant but it's not it's something much more important as krulos tells us <laughs> stumbling on ram boosters just feels like an incredible coincidence. Like there's no way in 1988 they thought Ram boosters was going to be something that might actually kind of sort of make sense <laughs> if you thought about it. Right, right. I appreciated that. So the- Life <laughs> imitates art. The Valorians escape. Now, mind you, the Rulons know where the Valorians are going, but they put no effort into chasing them. Instead, they go to get the T-Rex. So the T-Rex is in like the Grand Canyon or whatever the fuck. Krulos, horny for the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. It will be mine. Oh, yes. It will be mine. (laughs) And then we get an incredibly long sequence of the T-Rex essentially gets herded into the Grand Canyon by, like, bad stegosaurus size or whatever. And then they put two tuning forks around his neck so he can't move. There's two vipers that are flying pteranodons. In between them, suspended from the heavens, is a brain box for the T-Rex, which just happens to fit perfectly. Of course. I don't know what holds it on there either. Anyway, Rasp They're is on top of master, it. Master, master engineers. Don't don't question it. I mean, apparently, it's amazing technology. And they fly the brain box onto the T Rex, and then he just calms down. His eye turns red. Actually, it looks a lot like that Jurassic Park scene. He's chill. He's docile. I enjoyed. Well, I enjoyed many things about this show. One of them is the constant facial expressions on the dinosaurs. Sometimes <laughs> they look pleased. A lot of times they just look kind of like. Stone faced, almost <laughs> like the people who yeah. created these characters when they were drawing them didn't think of them as living creatures with personalities. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have feelings. Yeah, I guess it, it, Bill Stout must have been so mad. I know you have feelings, Shannon, because I I see the word the point written on our our wall here mm-hmm. in our dining room. Yeah, and it, like it's just been hammered to shit. Yeah, yeah. So now we go back to commercials. And the first commercial is some dipshit kids dressed up like construction workers building like (laughs) fucking dumb (laughs) construction vehicles. Those kids sucked. I have an important question for both of you about this. If it's about Manifest Destiny, I don't don't think I can do this. If you had taken toys. I would take over a land. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, when you were eight, that's fine. 
if you had taken your Legos outside mm-hmm. and built trucks with them to use with dirt and sticks yeah. and like a construction site, yep. would your parents have let that fly? Because I remember one time having a couple Legos in my pocket and I got screamed at because it was going to ruin my Legos and I was going to bring dirt in the house and mm-hmm. I was going to lose the toy and like it was a nightmare. You had Legos in your pocket and the other one was strumming a banjo. That's correct. As I recall. And the other one was waving a peace sign. I would never bring my toys outside to begin with. That's uh, that's a fool's game. Okay. Yeah, Dave. I wouldn't. I I brought my like Ninja Turtles outside a lot, but the, you know those those were different. Those were hardier. They were bigger. You could find them if you lost them. Legos. That's a, yeah. That's that's crazy. Don't bring your Legos outside. If you, even if you bring them on the porch, they're gonna fall through the cracks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this this ad, I immediately just rejected. I was like, this is not real. There's no reality in which a parent would allow a child to build something out of these bricks and bring them into the outdoors. It just mm-hmm. wouldn't happen. Suspension of disbelief over. <laughs> that's why the show failed. It's true. true. Didn't get kids. What I liked about this commercial, and this will apply to the Dino Riders commercials later, and, and a lot of these toy commercials, is just how immaculately things are set up. Like, oh man, like we're playing outside, and it just happens to be so perfectly set up for the dinosaurs to walk through, and my surroundings were never that immaculate. I, instead of having a sandbox like many children have, had what we affectionately referred to as the dirt pile. Sure. We had clay in our yard, and that was enough. That was enough. Hashtag, that was enough. Now, the other commercial here more closely replicated my childhood life. Slot cars in a sterile empty room. This, of course, is the the zero gravity cliffhangers. And Tycho made a lot of sets like this. And there are just so many of them in this 30 minutes that we watched. It's slot cars. There's a loop that's attached to the wall, and they're they're defying gravity, and they're going fast. But what I want to talk about here for just a sec, just just a, a kiss of a thing here, is the the tagline for the zero gravity cliffhangers. It is zero gravity cliffhangers. It's all in how you look at it. New from Tyco, of course. It's all in how you look at it. What? <laughs> what in the world? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Uh, I think that they were saying that they weren't actually zero gravity, but. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. Sort of weird. <laughs> I also weird. thought that. <laughs> well, when the three of us lived together, there was a car mechanic in our neighborhood called like Trustworthy Auto, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm never going there. It just, <laughs> right. it's, it's like trust, uh, trust us. It's definitely. too much. Yeah. yeah. It's like going to a surgeon who's called like, I won't kill you. <laughs> it, right, right, right. It's 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 got that kind of feel to it. So now we're back to the show. And we're back to the Valorians, and the Valorians are aware now that they are, they're in the shit, as it were. They're in the poop fields, and that they're going to be attacked by the Rulons. And here's a little bit of their pre-battle banter. Nervous, young star? Nah, that's the waiting that gets to me. I wish I could fight the Rulons. Lad, your mission is important. You must go now. So funny thing about that. That's Lad who says he wishes he could go fight the the Rulons. And the blind guy's like, you have an important mission. Now, you could guess what that mission is. It's probably that he takes the power crystal. Mm-hmm. You never see that character again. And what his mission is is never defined and don't never resolved. Worry. You don't need to know. <laughs> you could go intuit it. Do with those crystals. I mean, we find out what he does with the crystals. But where does he put them? Where does he hide? Where did he go? I'm a smart boy. I can figure it out, but it's some weird shit. So then then Questar goes outside, and 
he runs into Gunner, and Gunner's sitting on top of a Diplodocus, and and they're like, the the dinosaur just looks very docile, and they've clearly adorned these dinosaurs with battle gear and their own missiles and shit, right? But to subterfuge this, and this isn't even the, the funniest subterfuge, they've put bales of hay around the Diplodocus's neck, and it's like, no, those are clearly missiles. Like, what, It's not just going to have these weird hay bales on it while it walks around. Did they it's think like, fine. oh, the, the dinosaurs have been, they've seen the dinosaurs building, so like, I don't we'll know. hide it behind bales of hay? You might as well just put a sheet over the dinosaur and be like, no, we don't have well, any dinosaurs. Well, that, that actually is akin to what they do here. It, but I oh, guess I don't understand God. the subterfuge at all because they know the Rulons are attacking no matter what, and it, it doesn't matter. So the Rulons attack, and Questar says, mount up, <laughs> and then he runs to a bush and he pulls the bush aside. He moves and, <laughs> the bush and there's a fucking dinosaur under it. Like it's a car. Good thing we have this fake bush in our spaceship. <laughs> and Questar's dinosaur. It's a non-triceratops. It kind of looks like a triceratops, but it's not. Instead of most of the dinosaurs, which have saddles, so like they're sitting on top, like you're sitting on a horse or whatever, Questar's has a recliner next to it, and he's always just sitting there looking real comfy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I, I had, I think I had that toy or, or something like it. It was just like, oh man, look at this little basket. I want, I want to ride in this basket. And so the battle begins. There's lasers going back and forth. And this goes on for a while. And I was like, huh, they put armor kind of on all these dinosaurs, but they're all getting real fucked up. Like immediately a triceratops goes down super fucking hard. Now he gets back up and it runs away, but it's like, oh man, this is, <laughs> if you dig more than like one layer into this onion, you're getting real fucking depressed real if the fucking quick. Don't hurt them when they don't have armor on, but do when they do have armor on. What like is the armor that ineffective? Is like having yes. a negative effect on the dinosaur? I mean, the the Stegosauri were famed for having you know armor like plates, so maybe that is yes, protection yeah. as well. It's tough to say. Should have just got a an, an Achillosaurus. They enslaved these dinosaurs that were so the perfectly show fine. Had some really cool battle music too. I assume written by Saban and Levy. Good shit. I wanted more of this. Like this is what it should have just been. Just them fighting all the time. Sure. Yeah, but not in their slave dinosaurs. No, it should have been consensual He hit it dinosaur. under a bush. Yeah, that, that's objectively hilarious, though. <laughs> but, okay, so here's the thing. If the dinosaurs had seen the Krulos, is that their name? That's the guy's the name. Rulons. The Rulons. The Rulons. Pay attention. This is not that hard. If, Rulon, Wayne. If the, if the Rulons had somehow offended the dinosaurs and they had a reason to fight back, I would be all fucking for it. But instead, it's these dinosaurs that are like, Oh, you called me your friend. I'll walk in oh. front of those lasers with you. Oh. Sure. No one's called me huge before. Sure, I'll date you. I'd love to take a nap under this <laughs> bush until I serve your purposes. <laughs> but it's it's here that I had the thought that I was like, oh, the Rulons have just dozens of minions. <laughs> There's like six Valorians. I, like, I, this just seems overly elaborate for what they needed to do. The battle is on. So we have Serena... And we have Rasp in an air fight. And Serena easily dismounts Rasp, knocks him from his pterodactyl. Ter- Jeez. Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. 
dawn and he falls hundreds of feet to his death and i thought oh my god that's super violent like he crashed and died right on top of the valorian ship but actually no he's fine <laughs> uh, fall, literally literally brushes himself off <laughs> fall damage not really a thing in the dino riders world and rasp you know in a little, little wink to the viewers maybe uh, points this out oh, how convenient because you see he lands on top of the hatch that would grant him access to the Valorian ship. So the Vipers blast a hole in the ship and they go to steal the step so that they can go back to the future. They can go back to their time and they go in there and what's missing is the power crystal, right? So the power crystal is with lad probably, but the power crystal powers the step it is not in fact the step itself so i don't know if they were going to take like this whole big apparatus or if they were trying to steal the valorian ship i know i'm thinking about it too much but i (laughs) i had this thought where i was like wait a minute even if the power crystal was there like what what were they going to do (laughs) (laughs) what's their plan i feel like this was a 30 minute script and they cut out six minutes of very important <laughs> information to understand what the hell was going on. I'm not looking for like scientific, you know, truly scientific explanations. I just want a little bit of attempts at logic or, or like at filling in those <laughs> blanks. That's all I want. I mean, the show is all logic. That's too much. <laughs> they should have called this show Spock's Dino Riders, you know? So the crystals were missing, but what wasn't missing was the... The sage, sage character, Mind Zay. <laughs> Mind Zay. What was missing was his eyesight. But he yes. comes in with some, some <laughs> wisdom that's definitely not supposed to be a Confucius ripoff. Yes, Rasp. It will always be useless in the hands of Rulans. That doesn't make any sense. It would, like, <laughs> if at the beginning they were like, can you give, like, just a, a kind of slight <laughs> Scottish accent? This was like, can you do, like, one of those, like, awful confucius uh you know accents it's really ridiculous but just like at a one out of uh, yeah. not a 10 but a one yeah we don't want to make it like offensive just offensive yeah, but just like get it get it across <laughs> we can you know, pay you for sage. energy level of six <laughs> we don't have the budget to give you a 10 so just play it at like a six but here's the thing though what I appreciate about the show is that it's sort of subtle. You know, it introduced the characters and then it lets the traits speak to themselves. Mindze is introduced and Serena's like, oh, it's too bad you can't see this, you blind old fuck. And in case you forgot that the character is blind, Rasp, very quick to remind you. Out of my way, blind man. Your sight is of little use to you now. <laughs> so then, then this fucking guy, he judo throws the vipers. Daredevils them across the room, and then he pulls a lever and says, "The Rulon Empire is finished." And then they fall through a trap door, which ejects (laughs) them to the outside of the ship. Was that the trash chute? I don't know what this was. Why is the trash chute in the middle of the bridge? (laughs) This was some real Looney Tunes ass shit right (sighs) here. Him saying the Rulon Empire was finished also made no sense, but but that's fine because what we have to talk to here is the six million dollar man moment. Now we've seen. That the Valorians, <laughs> they can, you know, mind it, talk to dinosaurs and make them do their bidding. Somehow, though, this also makes the dinosaurs, well, they're not superhuman, but like super dinosaur. Super <laughs> dino. Here's the clip. Hey, you come a long way to die, youngster! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Youngstar says up, and his Velociraptor doesn't only jump. He like he does like a like a vision phase like around the back of Hammerhead, and I thought, what? <laughs> Even Aww. in a world of sci-fi and lasers, what 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 the hell? They, he could have jumped really high and gotten behind him, and that wouldn't have been weird. It's just the sound effect and the phasing. It's crazy. I was kind of into it. I I didn't have any <laughs> questions about it. I was by this point, I was like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, Krulos and the T Rex burst through. So the T Rex, he's got just guns everywhere on him, and Krulos is on top, and he's like, I'm gonna kill this young star. And instead of killing him, what he does is like, it's like a we- a western movie. Like he's just shooting lasers at the raptor's feet, and the raptor's dancing around. And I had this thought here that. Krulos was hell-bent on getting this T-Rex. This was like the ultimate weapon. And then I, I thought, but he's not really even doing anything with the T-Rex. The T-Rex isn't stomping or destroying anything. He's just shooting yeah. the same lasers that, like, he could have just walked in there with a big gun and done the same he, thing. Yeah, he yeah. could have got, he, they could have built, like, a tank or something with all that metal that they had. And just, <laughs> that would have been fine. It, yeah. The tank probably would have been better than a, you know, a a dinosaur a flesh and bone dinosaur it, it just yeah it, and it's fine like it looked cool and that's that's the whole point but it's like yeah. it really didn't do anything with that t-rex but then Questar comes in on his his non-triceratops and he's just as relaxed as can be sitting in his comfy chair blasting a rifle <laughs> and then the diplodocus shows up and he's got fucking 12 <laughs> missiles and they're just blasting missiles and there's a pod with dudes in it and it's like holy shit now, the pod with dudes was like 35 feet off the ground, but whatever, that's no matter. That was pretty cool looking. I like that. It, it was cool looking. So Questar summons Serena through the power of thought, and he abandons his pals. And now he's way up in the air with Serena. There's nobody else up there. But for some reason, he has to whisper her this plan. Get in close. Somehow I've got to brain box that giant. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Serena. It's the I have a feeling Dino Riders wouldn't fast, pass the Bechdel test. Just a guess. A on feeling, my huh? Yeah. <laughs> just, just thinking about it. So, Questar shoots the brain box off the T Rex easily. Did not have a challenge whatsoever. And then it's like shit is on. The T Rex throws Krulos off. The Rulons all run away. The T Rex is rampaging around. He's right there in the vicinity. But the Valorians decide, eh, we're just going to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're dancing There's around. more episodes to be shown. Yeah. Like they, they show a happy triceratops literally smiling. The blind guy philosophizes, this is the end of the cartoon proper. We have won a battle, but only a battle. The war goes on. A war that we will win. We're not Valorians anymore. We're Dino Riders. Slave Masters. <laughs> We're colonialists. <laughs> and then Youngstar throws his mental good stuff necklace in the air and like it, it freeze frames on it. And I thought, huh, they rely on that for the dinosaurs. So that seems awfully dumb to be throwing that thing around. Right? Like, <laughs> you fucking dude, idiot. you need that shit to keep yourself safe. Do not do that. Do not do that. It's not a graduation cap that you're going to put in a box and it's just going to collect dust. All right. You, you can't afford to lose this thing. So there you go. Now, we do have a few add-ons here, and that's commercials. So finally here, you get Dino Riders commercials, and there's three or four of them. Uh, I'm only going to play part of one because you'll kind of get the gist, but my God, it rules. 
Harness the power, Dino Riders. The evil Rulon shackled the Dinonychus. Greybox on attack. They're sitting ducks. Heroic quest star on Diplodocus opens the secret pod. They're firing on me. And so on and so forth. But I mean, this really showcased the toys. I mean, these are the the characters you just saw. So super effective in that in that instance. But Tycho, and maybe this is why they failed, didn't know when to say die here. Instead of leaving you on that high of like, oh shit, those toys look rad as hell. They thought, you know what? We got these vehicle divisions and we gotta we gotta pump these ones a little bit. <laughs> gotta gotta push out this brand. So now you get a commercial for a fucking slot car train. You are controlling the fastest train in the world. The most revolutionary machine on tracks. The incredible super turbo train. So fast it travels in scale beyond the speed of sound. So powerful it can do what no other train can do. Race up a wall defying gravity. And it also glows in the dark. It's just, it looked exactly like. It will travel through time. It will make your parents get back together, Shailen. (laughs) The zero gravity cliffhangers, (laughs) but in a train. And I thought, oh my God, that's so lame. And then it gets even lamer because the last thing you see here, it's a commercial for like ripoff indie cars. And it's not just that they're ripoff indie cars, like they're slot cars. It's, it's how they try to make them cool. Scale speed up to 260 miles per hour. I mean, scale speed means that they're moving like incredibly slow because <laughs> they're like one four hundredth of the size. <laughs> like that's not interesting. Yeah, yeah. Also, as a kid, I'm like, what the fuck is a scale speed? <laughs> well, now you know. Yep. That's not dino scales, baby. But you know what? Boring we should toy. rate dino riders on a dino scale of one to five brain boxes. Mm-hmm. Shayla? Two. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just want to see how you react. I, I give dino riders a 4.3 brain boxes rating. This was by no means perfect. I had a lot of problems with it. But holy shit, it's fucking dinosaurs with lasers. I can't be mad about that. <laughs> I would buy the toys. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to watch more episodes because I'm afraid that I'll just get more mad at the Valorians. <laughs> but but Maybe the, I'm okay the, with it. The, the Rulons were chasing them to try to stop them from colonializing the rest of space. It's like colonize old Earth, but also dinosaurs with lasers. Now, to that point, though, somebody on YouTube has put all of the episodes together into what they have called the Dino Riders movie. And I think that that's awfully generous, but it's, it's four and a half hours long. So I might watch that. Ooh, I'd be okay with Snyder that. The cut. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's in four, three to preserve the auteur's vision. <laughs> Dave, how many brain boxes for you here? I'm really torn with this. There is a five out of five idea in this show. There's mm-hmm. a five out of five voice cast, a five out of five writer and director. Levine's of Honor in this. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a five out of five show, but it's it was executed at a one out of five. What? <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go right down the middle. It's it's a two and a half out of five for me. I just, it was fine. That's crazy. It was fine. It was fine. It, like it should have been better. I'm I'm I know I, I like I shouldn't put my expectations ahead of this, like or I shouldn't let that like affect my rating, but like mm-hmm. I was expecting a lot better from this show. No, it's that's like insane. my parents with me. I have a perfect analogy here. <laughs> Settle in, folks. Get a cigar. Get a snifter of brandy. It's like you Gonna took be... the perfect hot fudge Sunday <laughs> on like an 80 degree day in New England with the sun out. You're not getting a sunburn, but you're warm. You're happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you mix it with a cheeseburger because it's a hot day and it's a nice day for a cookout. Mm-hmm. 
But you don't get to eat them separately, right? They're just in a fucking blender and you have to drink it through a straw. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what Dino Riders is. It's all the right elements. Wrong. Well, you know what? If it's wrong, baby, I don't want to be right because this is an easy five out of five. This is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, colonialism sucks. Sure, I don't disagree with that. But goddamn, this idea is crazy. They didn't really pull it off at all. Like it's a hilarious <laughs> show. But it's, a, it's a five out of five idea. <laughs> it's so it's, funny. It should have been a fucking goldmine for Tycho. It, if anything, would be living in a Tycho world right now. It's like a twenty-five out of five idea, and it's that they didn't execute it well brings it down to a five. Like, this is incredible. <laughs> it's good stuff. And just quickly show it to a child. Yes, no. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. So tonight's game is. It's my pleasure to present to you and. You know, I wanted to bring in a little of, of Dino Riders. I wanted to bring in a little of me. And you guys know two things to be true about me, two things that I love. Mm-hmm. And you can you can name what those two things are. What are two things that I love? Pro wrestling mm-hmm. and cartoons. Correct, Taints. but not... <laughs> uh-huh. all <laughs> And nice haircuts. All, Tequila. All relevant, but not true. Of course, I was referring to... Funny pronunciation and weird erotica. And with that, <laughs> with that, I'd like to bring in a little game for you. Dino names from A to Z have tough pronunciation. And when you see a raptor, you get beautiful masturbation. If those sound good to you, you'll love Dinosornication. That's right. This is Dinosornication. (laughs) The game about dinosaur name pronunciation and dinosaur fuck stories. Here's how you play. Oh, man. (laughs) Just going to need a minute here. <laughs> I um, I'm wearing glasses, but I usually don't, and uh, the <laughs> tears were like catching in my frames. Ugh. Okay, I was working out before we we recorded, and that song <laughs> popped to mind, and I thought, huh? Oh man! And so I pulled that together in about six minutes. That's the power of podcasting, folks. <sighs> now for this game, it's simple. I went to a site, usborn.com. And I found a lot of crazy dinosaur names with with tough pronunciations. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to spell the dinosaur name. I'm only going to give you the letters once. You both are going to have to guess the pronunciation. Whoever is closest will get a point. That's part one. For a bonus point with that, I've pulled eight excerpts from Dinosaur Erotica. Dinosaur Erotica, big market. There's a few big names out there. I'm going to give you the name of the dinosaur fuck book. And you're going to tell me if the excerpt I'm about to read to you is a Skinamaxisaur or a Hardcoridactyl. Okay? So is it... Skinamaxisaur. Or a Hardcoridactyl. And basically that means, is it just disturbing or is it fucking filthy and horrifying? So what is disturbing and what is horrifying? Disturbing is Skinamaxisaur. So like, you know, you might see some dino butt, but you're not going to see balls. You're not going to see any rear angle plip. Hardcore sure, dactyl, like side boob maybe. Yeah, hardcore dactyl. You're getting the whole the whole Monty, as it were. Okay, so we have eight dinosaurs. We have eight uh, dinosaur erotica things to get through here. So let's get into it. The first one, I'm going to spell it out for you. Are you ready, Shannon? Yeah, you, you can't be texting here. You got to be paying. I'm attention. writing down the rules so I don't forget. The rules are simple. 
I have to remember to keep score. All right, here we go. A-R-I-S-T-O-N-E-C-T-E-S. Aristonectia. Okay. Aristonectes? Shailen, you were close, except it doesn't end in A. It ends in S. So Dave is correct with Aristonectes. So Dave gets a point. Now, for the bonus point, Dave, the story is... Jesus Christ. My billion... <laughs> Jesus. My billionaire Triceratops craves gay ass. Huh. Is the, are you going to get a Skinamaxisaur or a, a hardcore dactyl out of this? That sounds like a hardcore dactyl. Here we go. The dim romantic lighting is enough to make anyone look sexy, but Oliver has clearly aged beautifully. He was always a good-looking dinosaur, but the specks of gray that now dot his scales have added an air of self-assured beastliness. Oliver's also dressed way better than he ever did when he was my pet. The cutthroat world of male burlesque doing a complete 180 on his previously tired fashion sense. So that was a Skinamaxasaur and not a hardcore adactyl, but you still get the original point. Man, I feel like the title was really misleading there. I agree, Dave. I agree. <laughs> it might get weirder later. You know, I I just I found a website that had excerpts, so I, I pulled indiscriminately. Have you previewed these? No, but I will say there were some big names out there. There were a couple of couple of big uh, dinosaur fuck story names. Ooh, can't so, wait! Can't wait! Here we go. The next one: E R E C T O P U S. Is that the Erectopus? <laughs> Dave, any dissenting opinion? <laughs> no, it's the Erectopus. <laughs> All right. So you both get a point on that one. <laughs> this is the Erectopus, of course. As you were spelling it, I was like, oh, boy. Oh, okay. And so the story here is taken by the T-Rex, and you both can guess. So remind me of the two ratings again. Skinamaxasaur means it's it's R-rated. Okay. Hardcore Adactyl means triple X. Remind me of the title? What was the... <laughs> taken I, I by the T-Rex. Uh, that's a hardcore Adactyl. Okay. I'm going to go Skinamaxasaur simply for descent. So for the record here, this one is filthy, and I'm probably going to have to to like bleep out some of this. <laughs> here we go. Let's do it. She caught the girth of his fat Dotson! in her hands and drew it towards her body, <laughs> increasing the area of nerve endings which were being stimulated. The T-Rex seemed to appreciate the gesture. It seemed as if time stood still. There was nothing in the entire world apart from this grunting, grinding, growling lizard and drin wrapped around its... Dotson! She managed to bring her legs up, locking her ankles around its wet Dotson! as well, the entire length of her body becoming a Please! for this animal to fuck. So that's very much a hardcore dactyl. The T-Rex appeared to appreciate it as well. <laughs> he appreciated the gesture. I always like when erotic fiction goes into like the biology of it, like for stimulating sure. the nerve endings. Yes, that's how an erection works. Congratulations. Round three. H A. T Z E G O P T E R Y X. That's the hack to Zubopotamus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shayla not even trying to play the game. <laughs> it was I'm too sober, many letters. And I don't know if I can say this. The Hatzigopteryx? The Hatzigopteryx is correct. That's not what he said. That's the Well, he didn't I say. I got it right. He the didn't, he, he didn't end his with, with potamus, so he is closer. <laughs> All right, Dave. Here we go. Ravished by the Triceratops. 
I'm going to say that is Red Shoe Diaries Skinamaxosaurus. There's only one way to find out. Here's the quote. It may have been the best sex I'd ever had, but I didn't want to do it again. (laughs) 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 That is, of course, a a Skinamaxosaur. The, the the triceratops was a was was a gardener fixing you know doing, oh boy. doing landscaping and she was just a lonely housewife. Number four, this may be the longest one, maybe not. L E A E L L Y N A S A U R A. Leelianasaurus. Okay. Lalinasura. Neither of you are terribly close, but I'm going to give this one to Shailen here. It's actually the Lealinosaura. Lealinosaura. Oh, okay, okay I can see that. Okay, Shailen. So you're, you got another point here. The bonus points are where you can make up some time. Taken by the pterodactyl. That's hardcore a dactyl, then. Starring the erectopus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so stupid, she scolded herself. What, are you going to live up a tree your whole life, getting fucked by a dinosaur? <laughs> that is a... <laughs> the skin of Maxosaurus. I don't know, Ben. <laughs> it's, it's on the line, but I, I am interpreting I know, that. Ben. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? There's a second part to this. This puts it in skin of Maxosaurus. She let out a heavy sigh. The idea was appealing. It just wasn't practical. <laughs> it wasn't terribly practical. <laughs> yes, that's... <laughs> Would have been good. Say <laughs> la vie. Say la vie. Oh, that's a h- hardcore tactical. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving into the uh, the latter half of the game here. So the, the current score is five to two. Here we go. N-O-M-I-N-G-I-A. No mingia. Okay. <laughs> Taylor? <laughs> that's the... Nomyga. No, unfortunately, David's correct. It is the, the Nomyga. <laughs> I was never going to do anything better, so it was better to just mess it up. Nomyga is 100% correct. So Nomyga often found with the uh, erectopus. Yes, of course. <laughs> now, for the bonus point, the story title is In the Velociraptor's Nest. Hardcore dactyl. Is nest a euphemism? Yeah, I mean, it may be throughout the story, but here it is the not. Vagine? The raptor quickly slashed away the rest of her hide, watching with wide black eyes as the leather fell at her feet. It seemed to take its time, sniffing at her young, hot body. Azog quivered with fear and desire. The cave was hot, and now sweat began to gather at her throat and glisten across her supple skin. She could feel every bead of sweat as it caressed her naked body, feel the raptor's gaze upon her human flesh. Azog suddenly understood what she would have to do to survive. She offered her body. Naked and yielding, sweaty and raw, moist, hot, and wet as a sacrifice to the beast. Perhaps if she pleased it, she would be allowed to live. If not, she would leave this world as she entered it, naked and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. Why am I That's laughing? Very funny and very thrilling. Three rounds left. Round six. Wait, 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 did I? Was that right? No, that is a skinamaxosaur. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. All right, here we go. M E T R I. O R H Y N C H U S. Do you think that spelling words <laughs> on air is compelling content? No. Mm. Yes. 
It's the Metriorhynchus. Okay. Metriorhynchus. Ooh. Neither of you are quite right, but you're both exactly enough wrong that I'm going to I'm going to split the bill on this one. This of course is the Metriorhynchus. I was way closer than Dave. No, you said Metriorhynchus. Oh. Not Metriorhynchus. So you're both wrong, but in a way you're both right. And so you both get a point and so you both have a chance Tell me what you think about Space Raptor Butt Invasion. <laughs> That's the skin of Maxisorbum. Okay. Hardcore Dactyl. I'm going more on hope than I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, I, I only pulled specific excerpts here. I kiss Orion deeply one last time. Are you sure you don't want to come in with me, I ask? I don't think it's going to help your case, the Raptor replies. <laughs> what mean, a gentleman. Some people just don't understand that love is real. You've got to put yourself in their position. They're so used to everything kissing a certain, or I'm sorry, to everything working a certain way. Women kissing men, men kissing men, not men kissing dinosaurs. So that is a skin of Maxisaur here. Points for Shaylin so, on the board. Shaylin, coming a little closer. The score is seven to four. So you got two rounds left. You need to to almost sweep these, but hope I need is to not dead. Somehow double. Number seven. T I K T A A. L I K. Tiktalik. <laughs> the Tiktalik. Dave is 100% correct. It is the Tiktalik. <laughs> so Dave gets the point. Dave wins the game. I still want to keep playing. Oh, no, we have one round left. Yeah, Don't worry. Can we play <laughs> we're not, we're, we're not cutting this short. <laughs> I want to play eight, eight more hours of this. <laughs> All right, Dave, here you go for the bonus point mating with the Raptor. You know, hope floats. I'm going to stay with a hardcore Dactyl. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're correct. This one is, uh, who oh boy. Marga looked down and noticed the heavy green pouch hanging between the raptor's legs. Her mouth gaped when she saw a pink mass emerge from it. Suddenly, the raptor began to move his hips towards her, punching the air with his swollen member that glistened in the light of the cave. In that instant, Marga understood, though the reality was hard to grasp. The thought disgusted and terrified her. So that is a, a hardcore dactyl. Oh, man. And here's the victory lap. The last dinosaur to pronounce here. This is a tough one. This one's a challenge. Tied me up in knots. P-E-R-I-S-P-H-I-N-C-T-E-S. Ben, is that the Parasphinctus? <laughs> I don't know. Dave, what, what's your guess? Is that the perennium, the perennium insects? Jalen, <laughs> you're closest. Although it's not Parasphinctus, it's Parasphinctes. So you get the point for coming close. You can make it a, a respectable loss here. The last story. Dino Park After Dark. That sounds like a Skinamaxisaur to me. Well, you should have guessed I wasn't going to end on a Skinamaxisaur. Here we go. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on me. Maria thought that perhaps the creature was going to lift her from the water and save her. She felt a bump from behind. I, I should note here, a lot of these are written really terribly, so I'm trying to like interpret them. Holding the platform with both hands, she kicked and kicked until her pants, along with her panties slipped down her legs and joined her shoes at the bottom of the murky water. Suddenly, she... 
She felt something thick and large between her legs. A dinosaur. She couldn't understand what she was feeling. She had no idea what it was, and she didn't have the strength to hold herself above the water while she looked. The large, stiff object slid between her thighs and prodded at her. Whatever it was, was thick and hard, and it had a knot on the end, a thickly rounded bell shape that pushed inside her. It was big. Bigger than any man. Huge. And that's dinosaurnication. Is that supposed to be erotic in some way? Like, that doesn't sound pleasant so much as it sounds like a gynecological invasion. It sounded very clinical, too. You know, when I'm getting into my erotica, I just want, like, a pleasant walk through the lily field. (laughs) That's not what I got with these dinosaur stories. It shouldn't seem like a pap smear. Can we make that a hashtag? Yeah. I mean, it's not written by like a a Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, I should point out here, this isn't a kink shame. If this is your thing, enjoy it. That's fine. But also accept that dinosaur fucking, again, objectively funny and uh, needs to be discussed in great detail. So Dave wins. No one's surprised. Or no one wins. Or we all win. We all win. Twist, I wrote all of those passages. (laughs) And I'm really insulted that you thought they were poorly written. Check them out. Onto the mailbag. Hey, bunnies. Cartoons are awesome. So are video games. What cartoon would you like to see become a video game? How would it play? What console would it be for? Yours in faith, Dave Box. A great question. Multi-layered. I'm just so glad to hear that Dave Box is doing something after so many years of confinement. Mm -hmm. Most of the cartoons that I really like have been video games. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. I would love to see a new Transformers game. Mm-hmm. It's a combination. It's like a Mortal Kombat meets Tetris situation. Okay. You have to Tetris your car or vehicle or boat or whatever it may be into a robot first. Mm-hmm. And then you use it to fight to the death against another person who also has to struggle with first Tetrising their thing into a robot. Okay. So if you're really good at transforming, say, Optimus Prime, sure, and the other person is really, really bad at transforming into Bumblebee, mm-hmm. you have a strong advantage, right? So it's problem solving meets button masher. Okay. Okay. It's interesting. Like Mortal Kombat meeting Tetris, an idea similar to that does exist. It's the series called Puzzle Fighter. You're playing Tetris, but you're doing fighting game combos and stuff, sort of, like as you level your blocks out to fuck the other person up. A lot of fun. Great series. How many Grimlocks are involved? None that I'm aware of. Then it's bullshit compared to my idea. <laughs> that's that's a fair <laughs> point. I can't argue that. I got a couple. I think He-Man as like a Castlevania platformer mm-hmm. would be fantastic. That'd I think the Eternia lends itself well to that kind of game. So this probably is just because Ben and I have been playing a lot of Call of Duty Warzone for the past 13, 14 months or so. <laughs> but G.I. Joe Battle Royale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Be, I could take that. Would be all right. You could even uh, like invoke like the, the Joe's like special abilities or powers or, mm-hmm. or talents or whatever. Dino Riders would be awesome, but like a Titanfall kind of game. Little on the nose, like, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a first-person shooter kind of thing, but you could like fight as just a Valorian or a, a Rulon or get on a dinosaur and be like overpowered. 
I'm gonna have to come up with a real answer. I was gonna say uh, Dino Riders as well, but it's like it's a real time sim game like Age of Empires, and you're just colonializing <laughs> the land. <laughs> Colonizing. Colonizing. Thank you. Colonial. Instead, what I will actually say is Pro Stars, and it's just <laughs> it's like NBA Jam, except you're always Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky, and you never lose. You could unlock like B stars, like um, like Yamir Yager. <laughs> Yamir Yager is a B star to nobody. Muggsy Bogues, Carmelone, and uh, Yari Curry, uh, Steve Young. <laughs> Steve Young's not bad. Irving Fryer, I don't, I don't know. Sir Charles. This is a digression, but I always liked in '90s kids themed sitcoms where they would get sports stars to come on. Like I, I always remember the show My Brother and Me that was on Nickelodeon. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they would occasionally have like basketball stars on, but it was like the eighth man on the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> it's like Kendall Gill. Like Kendall <laughs> Gill was just not a, a great NBA player. I have a fun yeah. My Brother and Me related story. Would you like to hear it? would love to. <laughs> I'm not sure. My sister went on a school field trip for like senior night mm-hmm. when she was a senior in high school. And they recorded part of a laugh track for My Brother and Me with the kids from her class. What? And so she appeared in the studio audience uh, on record. She was in like all the episodes. Hmm. Not cool. weird. Does she get royalties? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I bet she'd love that. Yeah, I bet she'd love those sweet, sweet royalties. Yeah, I get all that money. That my brother and me cash. A Ruby Spears licensed game. So mm-hmm. you would have like Rambo and Chuck Norris and Mr. T and Punky Brewster team and up. Star Trek. And Star Trek. And they would all team up and they would be like a Contra kind of game. Yeah, all right. But they would all have like different weapons and and, uh, power-ups. The real answer is all cartoons combined into some kind of cart racer. It sounds like you're describing Cartoon Heroes to the Rescue, the Saturday morning anti-drug cartoon. I thought thought it was a back-to-school special. It might have been back-to-school. After school? I'm making a I'm making about like a year and a half old joke. There's no way he's picking <laughs> that, that was up. one of those uh, that was one of the, the courses. Like you'd have to go through the uh, you know cartoon all stars. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd like be good. To drive through the smoke. Yeah. It's Mario Kart meets Don't Do Drugs, kids. I mean, there's yeah. meets uh, Mikey races. This sort of license game thing. It's not really a bummer because so many of them were trash. But somewhere around you know ten years ago, just. License games really went to mobile phones only. Like, mm-hmm. even 10 years ago, there was, like, a fucking horrible game based off that horrible Green Lantern movie. Or, like, a bad Captain America game. And those extended back forever, right? From the early days of E.T. for the Atari to, like, mm-hmm. the fucking Willow RPG for the Nintendo to Home Improvement for the SNES. Like, all of these games existed, you know? Let us not overlook the Sneak King, the Burger King PlayStation game. I would never overlick the Sneak King. Yeah, the I'm Sneak not King. Overlick that. <laughs> Jesus. Overlick the Saurus. Isn't that a, is that a dinosaur? That was a Skinamaxosaurus. <laughs> no, Sneak King for the for the PlayStation was maybe my favorite licensed game. Yeah, it was good one. It was really weird. So, missed opportunities. You know, you don't see that. Or if you, there are some, but I mean, they're just trash beyond trash. There's not even like a train wreck value. They were either frustratingly difficult or just pieces of shit. Yeah, I mean, they're just in 2020, there was a new G.I. Joe game, and it, like, it didn't even look appealing from like a nostalgia aspect. So, I mean, there are ways to do it. There was a Transformers that game was wrong. about a decade ago that was pretty faithful to the original cartoon and look and feel. The War Stuff of Cybertron? That was um, uh, Devastation. So. Okay, okay. 
so thanks, Dave Box. I'm glad you the mystery was solved and you made it out of that metal drum and then wrote to this podcast 35 years later. So if you want to reach out to us, email at watchbotspod.com. Subject line, surprise me, I guess. I don't know. Shit, I read them all. Every single one of them. But that's the show. Another platonic ideal in the can, as it were. And I don't know if there are any other dinosaur-themed cartoons that are worth talking about that we haven't already discussed. We'll find them. Cadillacs and dinosaurs may even be too low for us. Oh, I've I've got one. I don't know if I should reveal it here. If it's the second episode of Dinobots, then I'm not interested. What? Or Dino Riders. Dino Riders is what I meant. Dinobots. That's not a thing. <laughs> Were you paying attention at all? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Did you... I was still in my video game haze where I was thinking about how cool it would be. And so, it's like, oh, man, on level two, then it has to be all Dinobots instead of being Autobots. You're, you're still thinking of the dinosaur over Lictopus. You're like, like we're airdropping <laughs> you into this conversation and like a weird point. Like you were off on Mars. You were off in the steppe and then you came back to our time. You're talking about a different show that didn't exist. But it would be a great show if it did. Dinobots. I'm talking about, I'm talking was, about dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't know I've what that never is. never heard of it. <laughs> Shailen's talking about Power Rangers. Great show. <laughs> what a mess. Jesus. But you know what? If you want to follow this mess? this mess, you can. And no, we can't. But you can follow the mess at Twitter. <laughs> Watchbots Pod. <laughs> How did I forget the outro? Twitter. Jesus. Uh, Instagram, Watchbots Pod. Bumble. <laughs> Bubble. Farmers only. <laughs> no, what's a reused joke? Who cares? Please subscribe, and rate, and review. <laughs> on um, iTunes, Dinosaur Spotify, <laughs> Google, Playapotamus, et cetera, et cetera. For Dave and for Shailen, this has been, and hmm, how to take us out. I mean, Walk the Dinosaur has to be involved. I mean, it's the preeminent dinosaur song. Shailen, do you know the words to Walk the Dinosaur? I know. na 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 floor na 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 dinosaur Everyone get on the floor. Everyone do the dinosaur. That's as much as I know. Na 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 on the floor. Turgid member of a dinosaur. Ew. <laughs> and folks, as we approach Memorial Day here in the U.S., get out and walk your dinosaur. Enjoy that fresh air. Enjoy those vascular times. Huh? Get vaccinated. Yeah, become a vaccinosaurus. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. A shots a dactyl. Shots, 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 asaurus. The diplodocabersaurus. Diplodomunosaurus. Stankylosaurus. The tricera shots. <laughs> I hit stop seven minutes ago. <laughs> and the world is better for it. <laughs>